Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for September 27th, 2020. On this date in 1777, Lancaster, Pennsylvania became our young country's third capital city, a position it held only briefly, very, very briefly, for 24 hours, to be exact. Things began looking grim for Philadelphia, the old capital city, in September of 1777. British forces under General William Howe had been advancing north from the Chesapeake Bay in an effort to capture the revolutionary capital, and American forces led by George Washington had moved south of Philadelphia to intercept the invading force. On September 11th, Washington's men clashed with Howe's troops in the Battle of Brandywine. The battle was a catastrophe for the Continental Army. Howe outmaneuvered Washington, and the rebellious colonists had little choice but to retreat after the British appeared on their flank. Although Washington's forces would sporadically engage the advancing British soldiers over the next two weeks, the loss at Brandywine effectively ended the chances of successfully defending Philadelphia. On September 26 of 1777, the British waltzed unopposed into the city of brotherly love. The crushing military defeat was obviously bad news for the colonial cause, but it had political repercussions too. As the capture of Philadelphia became a foregone conclusion, the Second Continental Congress realized that it needed to find a new revolutionary capital pronto. The delegates packed up their gear and hoofed it 60 miles west of Philly to Lancaster on September 27th of 1777. Just one day after the British strolled into Philadelphia, the Continental Congress met in Lancaster's county courthouse, a building that had been constructed in the town square in 1737. Just like that, Lancaster became the third capital of our fledgling nation. Baltimore had also briefly served as the capital between December 20th, 1776 and February 27th of 77. The Continental Congress got some work done that day, including electing Benjamin Franklin as commissioner to negotiate a treaty with France, but the delegates didn't have much time to get comfortable. Even a 60-mile buffer from the British forces in Philadelphia seemed a bit thin, given the easy march the Redcoats had just made into the old capital. So, after one day in Lancaster, the Continental Congress again packed its bags. This time, the delegates headed to York, Pennsylvania, which offered another 20 miles of cushion from the British. Plus, York was nestled on the western side of the Susquehanna River, which made it easier to defend from potential British encroachment. The Second Continental Congress had a longer stay in York. The delegates met in York's courthouse from September 30th of 77 all the way through June 27th of 1778 at which time the Congress moved back to Philadelphia. Lancaster wasn't the only unexpected capital in the country's early days. Princeton, Annapolis, and Trenton, New Jersey all had stints of their own under the Articles of Confederation. But its time at the top was certainly the shortest. All in all, the United States has had nine capitals. Pennsylvania served as our capital three times, 
Boston was next, where the Continental Congress convened on December 20th of 76 inside the spacious house and tavern of Henry Fite. The three-story brick building, redubbed Congress Hall, was among the largest in Baltimore and outside the possible artillery range of the British Navy. Warmed by the two fireplaces inside the house's long chamber, delegates learned of Washington's crossing of the Delaware River and his surprise victories at Trenton and Princeton. Then came Lancaster's brief 24 hours in the sun, then York, then nearly two years after the 1781 victory at Yorktown, the American government was once again forced to flee its regular home in Philadelphia, only this time it wasn't the British threatening the delegate's safety, but frustrated Continental Army soldiers demanding the back pay they had been promised, making Princeton, New Jersey our fifth capital. Continuing to avoid Philadelphia, the nomadic Congress continued its travels to Annapolis, Maryland. Under the leaky dome of the still unfinished Maryland State House, Washington would resign as Commander-in-Chief of the Continental Army. The French Arms Tavern in Trenton, New Jersey would become our seventh capital, where in 1784, patrons raised their pints one last time to the Marquis de Lafayette, having just received his farewell address. New York City would be our penultimate capital when on January of 1785, Congress convened in New York's old city hall on Wall Street, and for more than five years, Gotham served as the seat of American power. And finally, on July 16th of 1790, the Residence Act was signed, making Washington, D.C. our most durable capital to date. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.